0: hi everyone it's mal
1: and this is aj here with multi and we're here to give you the mole tea this right here is an inside look at how we're building and launching a wellness startup
2: hey everyone we're back with chapter 2.5 of multi so our previous episode, chapter 2, ended with what AJ calls the breaking down in the hotel room incident of 2022. As I said before, this moment really shifted things. Personally, for me, it gave me some urgency in clarifying if this was the right path for everyone. For me, clarity in knowing where each of us stood and how we wanted to move forward was crucial so that I knew what decisions we needed to make as a business. This prompted me to get us founders together and touch base on if everyone was still down for this crazy ride because as much as shit was hitting the fan, we only had to scratch the surface and there were and are still years ahead of more work and more difficult times. Checking in is actually a pretty regular thing that I tend to do with the team but this time it was a bit different and a lot more serious and this is how we got into it.
0: This is a consistent and I feel like constant meeting that I'm always wanting to have (laughs) in which I'm checking in just to see where everyone's at and how they want to move forward. But especially at this moment, it was what do we want for our roles to look like moving forward? And what will the team look like moving forward? So I remember setting a date and I was like, okay, we're going to have this meeting. At this meeting, we're going to talk about our roles specifically to you, Nina, I was like, you need to decide, is this something you want to move forward with? And if it is, what will your role be like? And if not, that's okay. And we just figure out what that looks like. Maybe it was August 15th, September 15th. I can't even remember the month. It was the 15th of something. And I was like, we're going to have a meeting this date.
2: So as I had said before, things after Vegas shifted, especially for Nines so after telling her and aj that we needed to have a check-in and that this was going to be a pretty serious one it prompted her to do some pretty deep thinking and introspection here's what she was feeling where she touches on a lot of things that i think resonate with a lot of people including myself imposter syndrome not wanting to give up but also learning to understand what is truly best for you in that moment
3: It was really scary because I think once I said what I said to you in Vegas, where I was like, I don't know if I can do this, it's kind of like, you know, when you don't want to admit that your relationship is falling apart. And once you verbalize it, it's like, fuck, now I really have to like address this. And I think I avoided it for so long because I was like, this is my future. Like, we were like, this is our future. This is going to be the next five years. And I had fully uprooted my family. We like, fully made all the decisions in order to make it work. And I think for me to admit that it currently isn't working for me was really emotional. And at this point, I'm having a lot of conversations with my husband trying to also gauge how he feels because in the background of all of this, like, honestly, like my family life was falling apart. Like Dan and I were fighting every single day. He wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And you can see that in our son as well. And so it was really taking a toll on my personal life and it was getting to the point where I couldn't ignore it anymore, where I was like, something needs to change. In the business, we had already kind of done our first event. We still hadn't launched yet, but so much of the stuff that I was working on had kind of completed. And I'd mentioned before that like, what I really love is kind of the scrappy like, beginnings, like getting something off the ground. And I think that's where a lot of my area of expertise is. And I was personally struggling with, okay, I've done that. And now as we move on, I'm going to have to step into slightly different roles. I'm going to have to take on other responsibilities and it's going to look very different. And if I had imposter syndrome before, it's going to be even more aggressive now because I'm going to be doing things I've really never done before. And even though Mal was incredibly supportive and being like, I know you can do this. And I know that whatever it is that you want to do in the business, like we can support that and create that space for you. But I wasn't sure if... I was ready to step into that. And so in evaluating my role and how it would shift, that was also really scary because I knew that that was a decision that I would have to make and commit to, because obviously we are in a marriage, the three of us. <laughs> and I didn't want to say, I can do this. I can step up. We got
1: tattoos if... together. Yeah. Oh my gosh, <laughs> we to literally have sure matching tattoos.
3: We literally have
1: matching tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh.
3: This happened the first time we met okay. in New York. Oh it's very my... cute. But yeah, I didn't wanna commit to something and let you guys down. um, And I really had to resolve my feelings about my work-life balance. So there was a lot going on in my head at this point. And I think I really like kind of withdrew during this period of time. I kind of did like the bare minimum so I could figure out and use my mental headspace to figure out like how I'm gonna move forward. And there's a lot of ego at play here because I had to really address, like this is something you wanted for so long. This is something you wanted to build and prove to yourself that you could do but it clearly isn't working for your personal life. And even in my work life, like I just wasn't happy. And so it was really difficult for me to take a step back and, and realize that I have to change my plans. And that's a really difficult thing to do when we had discussed these plans. So I went into This meeting flip flopping so many times. I went from I'm gonna work full time. I'm gonna make it work. It's totally fine. We'll just you know go to couples therapy. We'll figure it out. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll do part time. Like, and then that way I can still make the income, like doing the influencing, and I have that stability. But I am not leaving multi. There's there was never a point in which I was like, I am going to fully step away because I was like, I can never. This is my baby. And you literally
0: literally also said that to me the day before, because I remember you were so nervous (laughs) and anxious going into this meeting.
1: And I remember
0: the day before, I think we were like having a conversation about it or something is like sitting at the dinner table. And you said literally the day before, like, I would
3: never quit though. I remember you saying that. I was also like, how could I before we launch? I was like, that's not, this is how all over the place I was. (laughs) I
0: mean, I feel like in my gut though, and I think this is why even from my side of things, prompting that meeting is that I felt like it wasn't it for you. And I needed for you to make that decision for yourself because I wasn't going to be like, hey I'm feeling this way like I don't think this is right because like I would never want to make that decision for them and so I was like hey we're gonna have this meeting you need to
3: you need to decide it's on you you know like it was like a full two weeks I think that I had to like decide Mm -hmm. this. But yeah, I remember flip-flopping so much. And I remember being like, I could never leave before launch. I would never do that to you guys. Like (laughs) I, I just, I did, I wanted to make it work. And I think that's something I also had to understand about myself is that I'm a very like all or nothing type of person. And I felt so attached to multi that I was like, I can't just do part-time because I'll always feel like I'm not giving enough. And we were equal partners in this, like all of us. And I I didn't want to feel that way. And I I felt like if I did part-time, I would always feel one foot in, one foot out. So I was like, okay, that probably isn't the best move.
2: So then the big meeting happened. It almost actually didn't happen because we were running behind on time. But here's what went down
3: as the day progressed, I guess, (laughs) between when I told Mal that. And then when we had our next meeting, I think it was just something that I knew in my gut that I had to step away. And it wasn't until really like the last minute that I was like, this is truly the best thing for me. And learning to let go of all of my expectations and learning to actually listen to my gut. And that was telling me that this is not good for you mentally was really, really difficult. And I think even at that time I was like, okay, I'm gonna step away, but I'll do it in May, which was like six months from then. And then that was kind of, I think where we left that big conversation. I think that we were all supposed to talk about our role, but then I was the only one (laughs) To kind well, of share yeah, that day. That.
0: We, didn't, we didn't have time. We almost didn't have that meeting, and I remember yeah. being like, "We had some, uh, some other meeting beforehand. Oh, I, I was like should, should we just move this meeting to like tomorrow? Because it's gonna take us forever to like talk through this oh to God. like go through it. And then I remember Nina being like, "Actually, can we just do it now? Because like I really need to get this off my chest.
1: I was and so I really nervous. <laughs> I, I was like, no, 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 guys,
0: guys,
3: guys, just stay for like fifteen yeah. minutes. I need to just because I, I was like." T- like in my head, like coming up with this whole conversation and how I was going to tell you guys. So I was like, please don't make me wait another day. Like
1: I can't hold this in another day.
0: <laughs> but Then we did, we had that conversation and you were, you were really honest about it, which I commend you for, because I think there is all of those things that you're talking about, but it's also like the idea of the opportunity, which I think I had even said at some point, I was like, please like make this decision for yourself and not for like the FOMO of it, like not for the fear of missing out on like an opportunity or like the the potential experiences because is that all really worth the toll that it it could be taking you mentally and physically yeah. or like you know on relationships and all of that kind of thing and so i feel like it's not it wouldn't be or maybe maybe i'm just thinking about it trying to put myself in your shoes but i feel like that would just be such a big and difficult decision to make To be like, you know, here's this thing I committed so much of myself to, and I have to now admit that it's not working.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean, ultimately what it came down to was at the end of this in say five years and my marriage is broken. I no longer have my husband. My child has behaviors that I don't like because mm -hmm. I was so absent and I had to work all that time. And I'm not judging people that do, but this was like a personal decision for me where I want to be very involved in my son's life and he's only three years old and I missed having spent so much time with him when he was younger and seeing the contrast in our relationship now that I was so absent and also just so stressed overall when I was trying to be present like at the end of all this is that worth it for me and for some people it is for some people building this career and having these opportunities is worth it and I thought that I was one of those people But when push comes to shove and I actually felt what it was like to feel like I'm always in one place or another, but then my mind is elsewhere. Like I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with it in a healthy way for me. And like I said, everybody is different. And my personal decision really came down to, I want to be with my family right now and I want to spend most of my time there. And I can't do both realistically, like I just, I, I personally can't. And so it was a really, really, really hard decision to make. And I was very grateful that my husband was supportive in whatever I wanted to do. And he was like, I do this, like, we'll continue to make it work. But I could just see that, like, I just didn't have time for anything outside of multi, because building a startup is so time consuming. <laughs>
0: Like all of us have said, it's a literal child. It's another child and yeah. another marriage to be juggling on top of your already married and already child. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, to set some context, the early beginnings of multi was a lot of time spent in real life together for Nina and I. We lived in the same city, so naturally, that's what was happening. AJ had been applying for her PhD, figuring out which school to choose, moving Sula over to LA, and because she was in a different city from us, we just saw her and talked her less. We only had met in person twice by this time, and probably 95-98% to 98% of our relationship was remote. I think at this time, we all had different levels of closeness to each other. I had built a relationship with Nina and a separate one with AJ, and Nina and AJ had a different relationship to mine and AJ's and so on. I think this is something important to point out when talking about relationships with co-founders and building relationships with them. All of your relationships to each other will be different and something that develops over time and with effort. So naturally, we all felt different ways about what was going on in this moment and I wanted to know how AJ felt during all of this. Here's what she had to say.
1: It was interesting because in some ways, very earlier on, I felt kind of like removed because I was like, oh, like Mel and Nina are more connected to each other and to this than I am to them. So I was just kind of like, okay, like I feel like it's something I have to, I don't know, just get more engulfed in as time goes on. And I feel like that just came with gaining a relationship with the both of you. So that pretty organically happened. But I think for quite some time, it just kind of also reflected in what we made. There was a period where I didn't feel like my work reflected in what we were making at Multi because it didn't feel very on brand with what... I would do if i were to start like a wellness brand and it's not like any of us had fully figured out what multi was at the time so that was just kind of a byproduct of that so that's just something that i had to just learn through because i realized not to take it necessarily personally but just Like, chalk it up to the game. Like, this is just what it is when you're trying to build the identity of something. I slowly grew to, you know, feel more like multi was mine.
0: To like touch on that though, we did have a conversation about that because you did bring it up to us, which I'm so glad that you did. And that was a meeting that we had had before all of this, even too, Mm -hmm. of you just bringing up the fact that like you didn't feel like this. Felt like yours, and that Mm -hmm. was really concerning when I heard it, because I was like, "That I don't want for that to be the case," you know. Mm -hmm. And so then we started making tweaks, and I think, I mean, even as things have gone on, you've become more and more and more a part of the identity of what we're building, which is so
1: important. Yeah, yeah,
0: because once (laughs) I
1: finally did, like this, this (laughs) happened. I was like, "Wow!" Because. I remember I just, I wanted to go to Council Prof. I forgot why I couldn't. And I was like, dang, let me know. Cause I was like, hit up these suppliers. I want to hear about these packagings. And so once I got that information, I was like, cool. Like, it sounds like they're having, you know, learning, having an informative time. <laughs> we were <laughs> then, like, at, the, I- at the conference. We were, <laughs> but then
3: I think I then, texted like, you. I think I yeah, texted like, you and I was like, we're going to have to,
0: yeah. I'm like, we're going to have to have a big meeting when we get back. You know, yeah. Yeah. everything. And then I think
1: AJ, you're like, what? I was like, oh, okay. All right. Over time, I just kind of saw more and more that like, dang, things are not (laughs) okay. Or rather they they could be better. So these conversations started happening. I never faulted Nina for it. Like I was never mad at Nina for it because that's just not a situation that I have ever experienced at the end of the day, we want to build what's best for us. And so I was like, logistically, like, it makes sense for you to build what's best for you, which is, you know, your family and the life that you want. And so I was like, go ahead. (laughs) That's, Mm -hmm. that sounds like what you need and what you should be doing. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we're never going to feel any bad way towards it. And to me, it felt really good because I wanted to make sure that Nina was okay. Like at the end of the day. Um, but I know that despite it being a, a better decision for her, it c- it couldn't have been easy. Like the whole thing definitely could not have been easy. So,
0: And I respect the decision too, because it's like the, the best thing that you could also do for us as a business is do exactly. what's best for you. Because if you were like, no, I'll hold on to it. And like, let me just keep doing this because of ego, because of... whatever because of like just this attachment and like not really considering all things then in the long run it wouldn't have been what's best for all of us in this relationship in this you know in our journey Mm -hmm.
2: everything so after the official breakup then came the logistics and having to settle the boring unsexy stuff about the business like equity Here is some of the thought that went into what was going to be the next difficult convo we were about to have. How much of the business did now each of us own now that Nina was stepping down?
3: I was not expecting this. I was like, okay, we're just going to talk. Like, I was not expecting it to be (laughs) sticky or anything at all. I was like, we're just going to have like a last meeting before like I really head (laughs) out. (laughs) naturally when co-founders,
0: you know, split or somebody steps down or, or role shift, you do have to have a conversation about equity. And so we've mentioned equity before, and equity is basically how much of a company that you own. And with that, Of course, with Nina having been full-time, her equity amount was a lot larger. And so we had to have the conversation of, okay, you're stepping Mm -hmm. down. What is that now going to look like? And this is a conversation and I think a process that can get really messy, or at least I've heard from many other founders who have gone through breakups with business partners and things like that. And it becomes a sticky situation because the money is involved, shares in a company are involved, the idea of what you contributed to a company is involved, all of those things. And I think I preface the dinner with we're going to have this conversation about equity and what you think you want to walk away with after stepping down. And also on my end, just me thinking about what makes sense and what wouldn't compromise us in the future, because yes, there is, okay, what is Nina going to still walk away with, but at the same time, like, would that compromise what the future of multi would be in future fundraising rounds and things like that? So I asked a lot of people, honestly, about how to navigate this and also how to navigate it in a way that is fair, because I also understand going into this conversation, there is an attachment between the person and the company and the sacrifice and work that they've put into it. And so I would never want to discard that from somebody's experience. And at the same time, I still want to be fair to the future
2: of the business. So awkwardness and all, we go into the discussion. I was nervous about this one, but As with everything, you prepare, you push through, you go on. In type A, typical me fashion, I presented the proposed terms fully with a pre-prepared doc of research and evidence points for why those terms were the ones I came to a conclusion with. Honestly, the preparation was also for myself, my confidence and easing my nerves as much as it was to explain the rationale. And here's how that went.
3: I think that I didn't feel nervous going into this conversation, like into this IRL meeting until now I was like, so we have to have this conversation and I can sense your nervousness. So I was like, fuck, like what is, what is happening right now? <laughs> Cause I like knew we would have to talk about this, but I didn't really have like many thoughts about it. I knew obviously my equity would go down because I went from full time to like not going to be actively a part of the company. So I knew it was coming, but I didn't anticipate like how I would feel and react in that moment. And looking back on it, I was definitely in my feels because during all of this, I think the thing that really impacted me, well, not the most, but like a really big aspect of it was our financial commitment. And at this time, it was really, really tragic because the way that my accounting is set up, like I keep all of my money in my business mostly. And at that time, I had like $46 in my business bank account, which is not good, because that means I had even less in my personal account. And I just never experienced that in the last, like, I don't know how many years I've been doing my business. And so it was really, really hard um, to be experiencing that. And then also then on top of that, have this conversation about equity. And so that was kind of my mindset going into it. That was kind of the stresses that I was feeling and the sacrifices that I felt that I had made to get us to this point and so i didn't expect myself to be as emotional as i was and i think just understanding that my equity is going to be a lot smaller than i had imagined but also looking back on it now it's like completely fair and i look back on it now and i'm like it's surprising that i felt that way about that number because that's what makes the most sense but i think i just like it was such a drastic change from the amount of equity that I had had before and all the emotions that I was feeling that I just was so caught off guard that I was like, you know, like, I just want to make sure that this is fair. Like I just, I remember just feeling like not great after that conversation. And a lot of it was also understanding that I wanted to do what was best for the company. Obviously I would never want to take more equity. That would end up just being dead equity that wouldn't allow the company to raise. And therefore we, Like this whole baby that we tried to build, like just doesn't get off the ground. Like that doesn't make sense. That's not fair to any of us. And so it was kind of like my rational brain and my emotional brain, like trying to figure out how to reconcile with this decision. I think that we walked away kind of you proposing, okay, this is the amount. The percentage that i think and you let me know and you let me know later like how you feel and then, then i think later i was like i messaged you i texted you and i was like yeah that that's fine that makes sense i remember
0: exactly what happened actually after that conversation we were standing outside really awkwardly Yeah. Going back to the
3: same home because Mal was visiting LA.
0: (laughs) Also, the restaurant was closing. And so we had to So So we yeah. So they basically kicked us out. And then we were standing outside really awkwardly and like understanding and acknowledging acknowledging the awkwardness. It wasn't like we were like, so let's just like keep going. We were like, Yeah, this was really awkward. We were standing outside. (laughs) I remember, I remember you said though, Nina, you were like, I just need like time. And you're like, if I answer this right now, it's just going to be my ego, which I really appreciated that you actually acknowledge that and you were like, listen, I just need a moment and like if I respond right now it's not going to be the right response. And so in that moment you're like I just need luckily we drove in different cars. (laughs) 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 <laughs> if we had to drive home together that would have been really awkward but I think we would have just like I don't know we would have gotten through it but I feel like it just would have been so funny to do that but Nina went on her way. We went on our way, and then I think it was a couple of days later. You Facetimed us, and you were like cooking or something. It was like very chill, and like, oh yeah, aons like in the background. You're like chopping up vegetables or something, and you're like, <laughs> so yeah, it's fine. I get yeah, it. yeah, I remember like, this you, now, you yeah. said something <laughs> like that, and I was like, because I had also I prepped in advance of that meeting. I was like, all these people that I had asked, I made notes on what they said, and I was just mm-hmm. like, if you're gonna have trouble processing what that means and why. I just wanted to have context for why and like why I'm making this decision to propose this because I just didn't want it to be like, I don't know, I'm pulling a number out of my ass and like being like, this feels fair. I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I've tried to see like, what does it look like for other businesses to do this? And like, what seems fair in the long run and what wouldn't compromise us in the long run. And so I remember sending that to you too. And just being like, this is why I made this decision. And and then, then the FaceTime call happened. And then you're like, yep. It's fine, I agree, like I get it. And then that was
2: kind of it. So what I really appreciated about this whole thing was the emotional intelligence of it all. The rationale, the ability to separate and identify and distinguish emotion and ego from reason, AKA, I have amazing, intelligent, good human (laughs) co-founders. That being said, none of that negates us from being just that, human. It was still, in fact, a breakup, and with that, meant processing.
3: I remember distinctly things shifting after that, and I think I just needed space, and I think, like, mal i also sensed that you needed space aj was in the middle of like her move so like you were just massively busy and doing your phd stuff so like i didn't see a whole lot of aj it was like it was unfortunate timing because like we were leaving
1: and i was coming yeah we
3: talked for so long about us all being in the same city and i think that was also a big part of my decision too and like kind of my resistance to like i'm gonna step away is because i was like one i don't want to leave you guys before launch but then also I was like, I made a commitment to you guys. And we had dreamt about all this stuff. And then what we had talked about in the previous episode with like friends and family, I also pitched this thing, this dream that I had to friends and family to get them to give us money as an investment. And now I'm stepping away. Like there was so much like guilt and shame, like wrapped up in this decision that I, I just had to process for myself. And even though I knew, And there was just a lot of emotions that I didn't expect. So I feel like after that conversation, I just really dove back into like family life, trying to resolve a lot of the things that had happened between like Dan and I and Blue and I. And I remember leaving LA and feeling still like a little bit emotionally numb from the experience because I, I think it really wasn't until I came back to Vancouver in the new year. So like months later, like, maybe three months, four months later until I kind of got my feet back on the floor, like financially that I was able to look back on it and be like, I don't have any regrets about this experience. Like everything happened. I think the way it was supposed to, I never could have predicted this is how it was going to end up being, but I was proud of myself for going with the process, allowing myself to experience what I experienced and adjust accordingly because Mal's right. Like if I had stayed, and I was like, no, I can do this. It would not have been good for me. It would not have been good for the company. It wouldn't have been good for you guys. And so, as hard of a, a decision as it was, I really truly feel like it was the right one. And yeah, I feel like now I am I am simply co-founder. <laughs> and I it's it's like interesting to look back on this because I feel like it was such a wild, wild, wide. When I was mm-hmm. part of it, and I know so much has happened since I stepped away, and I'm just so excited to see what you guys are working on, and I obviously always support, and I'm just so grateful for the ex- experience with you guys, and it definitely wouldn't have been as seamless, as tumultuous as it all sounded, it wouldn't have been as seamless if I had done it with anybody else, 100%, and so I'm forever grateful for you guys, and... Just we're
0: we'll harding. No one can see. <laughs> right, I, can <laughs> um, I will say also though, to like commend Nina as I have already in this conversation, but it does take a lot to do that. I do appreciate like the consideration for everything and like for us especially. And just even thinking, I know why a lot of people who have co-founder breakups, I understand why it's emotional and why it's like, tumultuous and like could be really messy and whenever I talk about it with people or people like what happened and I'm like it actually unraveled very maturely not not without the sadness and stress and like emotions and all of that stuff but for what happened it could have been really bad But then thinking about each of us and I think how honest and how honest in the vulnerability of where we're at, how we've been since the beginning, I feel like that is why it wasn't. And because at the end of the day, it's like we could all try to empathize with each other with where we're at mentally and be like, okay, this is why they might be feeling this way or this is why they might be reacting this way or this is why X, Y, Z, whatever it might be, you know,
1: it wouldn't have...
0: Even to this day, yeah, I feel like it wouldn't have been that, not seamless, but like a word maybe close to that if it wasn't you all. So I am very, very thankful, Nina, that you were a part of Multi and that, you know, there there was just so much all through the fun things, the hard things, to through- through all of the little things, we really also just as you and I as friends, it really could have ended bad. And I'm an Aquarius, I cut people off so easily. It's like <laughs> we could have just been like, bye.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but even when we were like leaving LA, you know, we texted not not a lot, but like even at the end of all that, we texted sporadically, just being like, I miss you. Like, I hope that this doesn't make things weird. Like, we just need time. And, you know, with time now we're at like Mm -hmm. such a better, happier place. It feels like things are coming back to normal, you know, like it's just at the end of the day, we all just want for all of us to have a happy life with whatever ways that looks. And so Mm -hmm. I'm very, very thankful that I'm building this thing with both of you and that, Nina, you were a part of the early beginnings. I appreciate you
3: both lots. I appreciate it to you. <laughs> and also, if you guys are wondering, this is how a lot of our conversations go. We do a lot of uh, <laughs> <laughs> gratitude, <laughs> which I think, which I think is why everything kind of worked out well in the mm-hmm. long run. Mm-hmm. Because we yeah. do express gratitude for each other and hold space for like, what mm-hmm. do you need in your life?
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, I think we're just realistic about people's feelings. I get that not everything is smooth sailing and I get that ego comes into play. I get that insecurities come into play. Like, I think those are all things that we all understand about each other and about everyone. And so at the end of the day, you can always peel back, I guess somebody's reaction or actions towards something and be like, it's coming from a place of hurt or like pain. And so like, Mm can you respond in a different way? Maybe not in the moment, but like, can you then acknowledge it later and like work through it? And I think that's just something we try to do. Yeah, we start every Monday morning meeting still with a gratitude check. Yeah. Yay. (laughs) Reading how you feel for the week, like giving a number Mm -hmm. of like where you're at. And that's just to get a gauge of where everybody is at.
2: Throughout this all, it made me really think. When people think business, I... I think so often, and probably to our detriment sometimes, we take emotion out of the equation. And I honestly go back and forth about this because sometimes I can be stone cold and heartless. (laughs) And when stressful moments come up where you just have to make decisions quickly, sometimes that's what you, or maybe I should say I, speak for myself, I need but here is where I always explore what would it be like to take a different approach or at least learn to balance business with the reality that we are all humans with emotions. How do we find the balance between not dehumanizing ourselves and also not letting emotions get in our way? I don't know the answer to that yet, but I think in building good long-term relationships in business, Because a business is basically a tangled clusterfuck and a web of relationships, you do have to have compassion and empathy and understanding and treat people like humans. I think about how many times people complain about their workplaces and how they feel like they're not being seen or heard. And so with that, and being a leader of a business where as we grow, especially AJ and I, we have a responsibility and an opportunity to create a space where people can feel seen and heard. Well, all of this experience and going through all these things just teaches us and gives us what I think are great tools in being able to build just that. So the main learnings in all of this, well, Things will change. Things will fluctuate. Things will evolve. Expect the unexpected. Be a good human. Listen to each other. Be vulnerable with each other. There are probably more in there, but that's just the quick, quick TLDR. And that brings us to the end of chapter 2.5 and the end of Multi's Nina era. We love you, Nines appreciate you and everybody send her love because aj noted this the other day as we are launching multi-hour baby she's about to launch too her actual baby baby number two with that we um sign off and uh,
0: does anyone want to give the like closing things (laughs)
1: oh nina it's your episode you got it <laughs> yeah
3: <laughs> you can find us on instagram at my daily multi and please leave us a review give us five stars if you can that would be amazing oh, but i yeah, love me. you guys so 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 much thank you for having me always a pleasure and yes i'm not going anywhere i am always here cheering you guys on
1: <laughs> yay bye <Yeah. laughs>